0: section four of the secret of casa grande by helen randolph this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by mary scano joanne's secret quest according to her promise to take the girls to the market with her florence called peggy and joanne the next morning as soon as she awoke it was only half past six but the sun was already making a geometric pattern across the floor where it shone through the iron bars of the window. Joanne was impatient to start the minute she had finished dressing. Yesterday she had looked forward to the trip only because it would be interesting, but now she was eager to find a store where she could buy the rope she needed for exploring the mysterious window. She knew that it would be difficult to make this purchase without Florence's finding out about it, but if she could only find where to get the rope, she could return later, alone, and buy it. "'Oh, hurry up, Peg,' scolded Joanne as she stood in the doorway, waiting. "'You've primed long enough. We're just going to the market. No one will see you.' "'But what's the hurry?' calmly inquired Peggy as she patted the waves of her auburn hair into place. "'It wouldn't hurt your appearance any if you spent a little more time primping.' As you call it, well, if I were as fuzzy as you are, Joanne began then leaving the sentence unfinished, she disappeared into the hall. There was no use arguing with Peggy; she just wouldn't hurry. Every hair must be in place a few minutes later, when Peggy and Florence joined her in the hall, Joanne asked, with a meaning glance toward Felipe, who was waiting with the split cane basket in his arm do we have to take him along? Why, yes, he always goes with me to carry the basket, explained Florence in surprise. I'll carry the basket for you, and we won't need him, Joanne volunteered quickly. Florence shook her head vigorously. You're not a servant, Jo. I wouldn't think of letting you carry the basket. That would never do. Oh, well. All right, then. Just as you say, although she had smilingly agreed with florence she realized that it would be more difficult to carry out her plan with felipe along his keen eyes saw everything felipe reminds me of a faithful watchdog she remarked as they started down the stairs i'm glad he can't understand english there's some consolation in that this would complicate matters considerably having felipe along still she could not say more about leaving him at home. "'He's just eager to be of service, that's all,' explained Florence. Should have seen him yesterday when he caught me slipping up the stairs. You'd have thought he was a contortionist or something, from all the motions he went through in trying to tell me the sun was bad for my head.' "'I can easily imagine how he looked,' smiled Florence. "'He is comical when he gets excited. I hope you girls don't mind walking.' she added as they reached the street. "'No, we don't mind. Only, I won't be responsible for my appetite when we get back,' replied Peggy lightly. "'I think it'll be wonderful to walk this morning,' put in Joanne. "'It's so cool and pleasant, and we can see more when we walk.' "'Not that I don't like to ride, of course.' Although the sun was painting the tops of the buildings with gold, the narrow tunnel of a street still held the cool freshness of the night." as joanne drew in deep breaths of the invigorating morning air she wondered what florence would say if she knew her real reason for wanting to walk chatting gaily they strolled arm in arm while felipe followed a short distance behind all along the way there were many curious interesting things that caught both peggy and joanne's attention peons with trays or baskets either balanced on their heads or set on little portable stands, women squatting on the sidewalks, selling flowers and fruits, tortillas, tamales, and other foods, beggars waiting on every corner, trying to rouse the sympathy of the shoppers, while the lovely, talkative Peggy plied Florence with question after question about the people and their strange customs, Joanne had an opportunity to peer into each of the queer little shops they passed. She even stared at all the little stands in the street, almost expecting to see a rope dangling from one of them. So intent was she upon her search. Even though everything imaginable seemed offered for sale, she found nothing that in any way resembled a rope. Why do they sell rope in this curious place? she wondered. If she could persuade Florence to return home along another street, perhaps she'd find a store there where she could get it. Her perplexing problems were forgotten a moment later as the market loomed before them. It was a huge, old building occupying an entire block. The immense roof was supported by heavy stone columns and broad arches, which showed signs of having been, at one time, tinted in bright colors, but now looked dull and faded. The plaster was cracked and soiled, and in places, great slabs had fallen off, leaving the bare stones exposed. "'Oh, I love this!' exclaimed Joanne. "'It's one of the most interesting places I've ever seen. The people, their dress, their customs, the very atmosphere is different. It's hard to realize this is the twentieth century when you look around here.' "'Yes, it is very old, and much the same as it was centuries ago.' replied Florence. Stalls had been set up in every inch of available space inside the building. Some were piled high with golden tropical fruits, oranges, mangoes, guavas, bananas, pineapples. Others were festooned with strings of onions, garlic, and red chili peppers, all very necessary to add a piquant flavor to the limited fare of the Mexican. Slowly, they made their way along the narrow, crowded passageways between the stalls, Peggy and Joanne stopping every few minutes to question Florence about the different things they saw. Finally, after glancing at her watch, Florence stopped abruptly and exclaimed, Gracious! It's after nine o'clock! I'll never get through at this rate, not if I stop to answer all of Peggy's numerous questions. She laughed and gave Peggy's arm an affectionate pat. Would you girls like to wander around and take in the sights while I finish my marketing? Yes, would love to, promptly answered Joanne. Wouldn't we, Peg? Yes, indeed. If you're sure you don't mind being left alone, I'll hurry on. Stay in this section of the building so I can find you. In a moment, Florence and the faithful Felipe disappeared in the crowd. Joanne was delighted to be free to carry on her search for a rope without fear of being questioned. Although she felt sure that Peggy would enter into her plans, she decided not to tell her about them just yet. Grabbing her by the arm, Joanne jostled and pushed their way through the crowd, up one aisle and down another. Suddenly, the breathless Peggy halted. Say, where's the fire? She scolded. I can't see a thing trying to keep up with you. Why the rush? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurry so fast, Joanne replied. Then, realizing she dared not waste time arguing if she was to accomplish what she had started out to do, she added, "'Can you keep a secret, Peg?' "'A secret?' repeated Peggy, staring at her in surprise. "'Of course I can. Why?' "'Well, I'm trying to find a shop or a store, or whatever it is, where you buy rope in this place. "'You see, all I need is a rope.' Then I can explore the mysteries on the other side of that curious window. But why so secretive about... Peggy stopped abruptly, it having dawned on her why Joanne had acted so strangely all the morning. So that's why you didn't want Felipe along, isn't it? Yes. He gets on my nerves. All the way here I could feel his eyes boring into my back every time I craned my neck to see something. You're imagining things, Joe. It's just your guilty conscience. He's really the perfect servant. Very quiet and accommodating, but not inquisitive. Maybe you're right. But still, I'm glad he's out of the way. Come on, we'll have to hurry or they'll be back. She caught hold of Peggy's arm to keep from getting separated in the crowd, then continued. You remember how horrified Florence was yesterday when I mentioned my plan to climb that scaffold? Well, I don't want her to find out what I'm doing. It'd only worry her and have no intention of giving it up.' A dubious expression crept into Peggy's hazel eyes. "'I still think you're foolish to risk breaking your neck for something no more important than a hole in the wall.' "'You can never tell, though, what might be behind the hole,' said Joanne with an air of mystery. "'But, Joe, how you're going to get a rope without Florence seeing it? It'll make a bulky-looking package, won't it? If it does, I won't get it now.' If we can only find where to buy it, we can slip back later. You've got to help me get it without Florence's and Felipe's seeing it. Well, all right. I suppose I'll have to do it if you're determined to go on with your plans. But I really feel terrible about doing anything Florence doesn't approve of. She and her father have been so lovely to us. But I'm not going to do anything to disgrace them. I wouldn't do that for anything. I really feel that they won't object at all after I've solved the mystery. Florence is just afraid I might get hurt climbing up on that roof. You know well enough I've done lots more dangerous things many a time. Suddenly, spying an Indian woman with a basket of exquisite roses, Peggy stopped saying, Forget about your old rope for a minute, Joe, and help me buy some of these beautiful roses. Aren't they the most gorgeous things you've ever seen? Ask her how much they are. Joanne quickly raked her memory for the proper Spanish words to use in buying the flowers. ¿Cuánto rosas? she asked finally. While talking rapidly in Spanish, the woman picked up a long-stemmed, beautifully shaped bud, of shell pink color edged with silver, and then held up three fingers of her left hand. She says there are three centavos each, explained Joanne. Tell her I'll, t- I'll take a dozen. Un docena, she repeated in Spanish. Is that all you do just add an uh to the english words rosa dozena how to do that laughed peggy don't ever think it's that simple there are several spanish words which are much like the same words in english joanne explained feeling quite proud of her superior knowledge as the woman had seldom sold more than three or four flowers at a time she had great difficulty now in figuring the cost of a dozen Finally, Joanne offered her assistance, and after arguing for some little time, Peggy received her change and the roses, and they started on their way again. Gracious, I feel like a bride with all these flowers, laughed Peggy. Suppose you take half of them. All right, that's the very thing, Joanne's eyes sparkled. If I can only find the rope now, I can carry the bundle under these flowers, and it won't be noticed. A moment later, Peggy called to Joanne to stop again. Just look at these beautiful blankets. Feel how soft they are and see how beautifully the colors are blended. Yes, they're lovely. I've heard that they're all handmade by the natives, that the designs are handed down in the families for generations. But Peg, we haven't time to stop here now. Just look at that blanket hanging over there. It looks like the rainbow the way the colors are shaded into each other. Don't you love it? On receiving no answer from Joanne, Peggy turned around just in time to see her disappear in the crowd quickly, she began pushing her way to the spot where she had last seen her. I don't relish the idea of getting lost in this crowd of people who can't understand a single word I say, she told herself as she darted in and out among the slow deliberate Mexicans after looking about in all directions, to a great relief, she spied Joanne standing before an enclosed booth piled high with baskets, sombreros, handmade chairs, and various other articles. Coming nearer, she saw what had attracted Joanne's attention, several long coils of rope hanging near the back of the boot. Joanne Cutter, what do you mean by running off like that? she scolded with only a nod at Peggy. Joanne stood gazing at the rope, her forehead wrinkled in deep thought. Oh dear, she murmured. I can't think of the Spanish word for rope. What can it be? Why don't you add an ah to rope as you did before, suggested Peggy, smiling. Ropa, ropa, repeated Joanne several times. Then her face brightened. I believe that is the word. I'm sure I've heard that word before. Turning to the man in charge of the booth, she repeated in Spanish, ¿Cuánto la ropa? The man looked amazed at first, then stared blankly at her. I want la ropa, she repeated impatiently. With a shrug of his shoulders, the man shook his head and pointed to another booth farther down the street. The next moment, his face brightened, and reaching over, he handed her a basket. No, no exclaimed Joanne frowning more deeply than ever. Maybe he doesn't understand what you're saying, Joe Peggy suggested smiling. Maybe that's not the right word for rope. Something's wrong. That's certain, Joanne replied. Turning to the man again, she pointed to the back of the booth behind a stack of sombreros. See, I want that rope back there. A broad smile spread over his bronze face as he picked up several of the hats and handed them to her. Joanne shook her head vehemently. No, no! Since the only thing left near the hats was the coil of rope hanging on a peg behind, he handed her the rope. See, see, she replied, and reaching over to take the rope from him, how much is it? she asked in Spanish. As soon as he replied, she answered promptly. Bien, I'll take it, and handed it back to him to be wrapped. To her amazement, he unfastened the coil and spread the rope out before her to show her how long it was, then jerked on it to show its strength. "See, see, that's all right, but wrap it up, and hurry, please. He's the slowest person I ever saw, she murmured to Peggy. I'm afraid Florence will find us before I get it wrapped. I hardly think she'll notice it under these roses. Do you? Once more, the Mexican handed her the rope without any sign of wrapping, and with one long end dangling from the loose coil. Joe, look, Peggy put in quickly, pointing to the next booth. They don't wrap their packages here. That's why he didn't understand you. Horrors! I can't carry it this way. What'll I do? I'd like to— She stopped suddenly as a familiar voice behind her exclaimed, Oh, there you are. I've been searching everywhere for you. Joanne dropped the rope as if it were a hot coal. I was beginning to think you girls were lost, Florence went on. Not lost, just misplaced, put in Peggy quickly to cover Joanne's confusion. Come on, we'll have to hurry now, Florence urged. I know Juana's had breakfast waiting for us for a long time. She turned and led the way out of the market. When they had gone only a few steps, Joanne suddenly gave a little gasp, and catching Peggy by the arm, exclaimed in a low voice, Gee, I made a ridiculous mistake. I've just remembered what the word ropa means. It's clothes. I was asking the man for clothes. No wonder he couldn't understand what I meant. End of Section four. Recording by Mary Ascano.